It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. We're joined by the man that put all the numbers together, Tim Fiore. He is the chair of the ISM Manufacturing Business Survey Committee. Tim, great to see you as ever. Thank you very much for being with us. What's the instance analysis on the numbers? So output, which is uh, production and employment, adjusted to the reduction in demand that we've seen now for nine months, and is definitely more in line with what the demand has been. The net result is that for the first time in quite some time, we're seeing layoffs come more into play in the month of June than we have uh, since the pandemic recovery. So, you know, I've been tracking the hire to force manage ratio, which is who's hiring and who is trying to manage their headcount down. This is the first month that I saw a shift in the amount that layoffs were of that force manage ratio compared to freezes and attrition. So we, we are probably in a little bit of a transition here. I don't know that we've hit the bottom yet. But I think the fact that uh, that output is better aligned with demand is a good thing in the moderate term. Tim, what kind of timeline are we looking at here? I mean, there's still a little bit of a consensus building on Wall Street that the R word, that recession that we've been waiting for for one to two years is going to hit at the end of the year. Is that a timeline that lines up with the data you're seeing? Well, our forecast in December said that the second half of this year would be much stronger than the first half. By the time we updated that in May, that uh, that opinion had kind of diminished a bit. I, I do have quite a few comments that are indicating that they see really the downside, probably the trough here in the first quarter of next year. But I think overall, the panel still feels that Q, late Q3, late Q4 may be the trough. But it remains to be seen. I mean, we have not hit the bottom yet. Uh, we have some really weak numbers on the input side, which is very positive, meaning that the supply base is very accommodative. Uh, Mike pointed out the fact that pricing took another step down, and that was really across the board. And that's a very positive thing. In addition, our lead times are still coming down slowly, sluggishly, reluctantly, but they're still coming down, which should encourage buyers to get back in the market. And I think on the demand side, I mean, we, you know, we saw a negative on the new export orders. It sagged more than it did in the month of May. Uh, although Mike mentioned that the new order number didn't sag as badly as May, it's still low at 45. Uh, the only positive thing on the demand side is that our panelists think that they're the level of inventories that their customers have of their product is at the low end of too high now, which is pretty good. Yeah. So, but, you know, overall here, demand is not there. And, you know, if demand is not there, factors are having to make the tough decision for the second half about output plans, absorption, and most importantly, yeah. headcount. And I think the month of June, we've seen some movement in that direction. 
Okay, so so demand is subdued, but the input costs into the business are also coming down as well. Prices paid, employment. Tim, what's the read for margins? The read for margins, I think you guys have seen it. I think margins are off uh, 10 to 15% compared to the first quarter. I think you know, the ability to pass through price increases is much more difficult. We have a lot more comments from panelists that are indicating that there are significant battles occurring on the purchase order placement front about what everybody's going to pay for goods. Uh, you know, the fact that not only the energy markets, but the basic uh, commodity foundation markets are all down in all areas, I think is a, is a supporting fact that allows us to get back to a accommodated pricing level that allows people to go ahead and re-up. But you know, I think the problem here is that there's there's still no demand and uh, we, we burned off the overordering. The backlog is still contracting at a very, very strong rate. You know, there's five things that I watch uh, to, to, that's going to indicate when we see a turnaround. Only one of them is positive, and that's on the, the lead time side. And I think, you know, I've, I've been watching the percent of industries that are contracting under 45, which to me is a very alarming number. And we're now at 46%. That's the highest number since I've been tracking it. And last month, I think we were at 27%. So uh, our top two industry sectors, chemicals and computers, are contracting the strongly of the top six. And, you know, the two of those together is 30% of manufacturing GDP. So, you know, until we see that chemical products area turn around and come back up about 45, uh, see a little bit of a recovery here on the computer electronics side, we're going to be hanging at this low level. Tim, I want you to expand on the point that you made in terms of the commodity complex specifically. One of the big narratives we've had in the last, I want to say, a couple of hours of news flow has been the idea of Saudi Arabia, Russia, even the UAE, trying to put some sort of price floor into the oil market. If we continue to see those efforts actually push oil prices and potentially other commodity prices higher, what would the read-through into the manufacturing sector look like? Well, I, I think they may try to do that through restricting output. But, you know, if, if there isn't the strong demand that we had pre-pandemic, then they're going to push it really hard and not get a lot of recovery here. And there'll, there'll be big battles, most likely, within the OPEC Plus, about who's actually going to cut back. So, you know, right now, it looks like energy is not an issue. Uh, it's at a, a proper yeah. price support for, you know, whether it's natural gas or whether it's petroleum products. It seems to be pretty accommodative. And I, I, you know, they're going to try to take more capacity out, primarily because China's just not consuming. But I'm not so sure that's going to have the $85, $90 barrel price that they're looking for. At the same time, I mean, we've got concrete, we have steel, we've got copper, we've got aluminum, all down. So, uh, and, you know, that's all probably wanted to get there. Uh, it's probably not down strongly, but it's still not, at least it's not rising, which, uh, which you know, when you're, when you're counting inflation, that's really the important point. Tim, is the era of labor hoarding now over? Well, we still have a significant amount of people quitting, surprisingly. And we still have uh, you know, more than one-to-one -one of our panelists are reporting that they're still hiring. So you know, we're sitting at about 1.2 to 1 hire versus the force manage, which is about the lowest level that we've had since I've been tracking this thing. But there are still companies hiring. So, you know, but our top six, in the, uh, you know, the other four industries in the top six are pretty much hovering around 50, which means you're stable. And that, that's a pretty good thing. In the meantime, chemicals and computers are down in the low 40s, and that's that's really what's dragging us down. So you know, the summary on this is we need demand to come back, some amount of demand. Uh, right now, uh, the output side, which is revenue, which is production, which equals revenue, as well as employment, is now aligning with the low demand, uh, which means then that you know, the revenue is going to be lower in the second half. Profit is going to be more challenging. Uh, as we talked about for the last couple of months, probably a decent indication here now that 
we'll start to see more people get let go. Certainly something we're going to be keeping an eye on. Tim Fiore, chair of the ISM Manufacturing Business Survey Committee, joining us for that instant analysis. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.